join us if you dare. It's movie night at your drive-in of terror. Each week, you'll hear about one campy movie for a laugh. One terrifying feature sure to scare your pants off. And one kid-friendly scare for the little ones. Or not-so-little ones, needing a little less terror. The show's about to start. Get comfy and sit down in front. Oh, and one more thing. This episode contains spoilers. Consider yourself warned. Enjoy the show, if you're brave enough. Take it away, Tom. Tom here with my good friend Shay, and we'd like you to pull on into our drive-in terror for season two, episode number 11 of the Scare Your Pants Off, it's movie night podcast. In tonight's episode, our fright-filled feature is the Babadook. So grab your snacks and we will kill the lights. So how are you doing today, Shay? Doing really, really good. I'm I I'm so excited to hear you talk about Babadook because it is it that movie is mind blowing. So I'm 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 really excited about that. But other than that, I'm kind of boring. So not so much really. How are you doing? Good, same. Pretty boring. Working a lot. Not not a whole uh not a whole lot of new stuff going on. I feel like I'm just always worried. I say I say the same same thing, uh, you know, each week. Uh, you watch anything good recently, aside from the movies we're going to talk about? But... So, what have I watched? Yes, I feel like... So, I've been watching House of Dragon. I've been watching um, Ring of Power. I've been watching... We gotta watch both those. I watched the new Jurassic Jurassic World Dominion, mm-hmm. um, and I it's I streamed it on Peacock I think and um or HBO I streamed it on something, and I freaking loved it and I'm such a Jurassic Park geek that like, I was gonna love it no matter what, but it got a lot of like really not great reviews but I absolutely loved it I loved you know Ian and Dr Grant and Dr I loved all of them just being there again it was like being you know, uh, preteen again or an almost teenager again, and seeing Jurassic Park blew my mind, and I was so happy to see that. All right, I'm gonna have to check it out because I got a text from our friend, and I, I won't say his name because he's not not here, and it's but uh, and he was just dissing it, just uh, just did not said it's the worst one and blah blah blah. I should have realized that maybe you know maybe it just wasn't for him or something. Um, so I've just I, I I'm gonna get to it because like you said when the first one came out it was mind blowing. I was you know what it was a ninety four or something like that and something the, like that yeah. So and and in special effects that was huge at the time like that was a huge jump from where we what was came previous to that it was just like oh my god it was my all the dinosaurs and everything so i'm definitely gonna have to check it out because yeah coming up it was always one of my favorites because it's just such a cool movie cool concept so i'm like oh all right i'll definitely try to check that out uh this weekend for sure now well, do you watch cobra kai i do so I love this season. Such a guilty pleasure of mine. I freaking love that show. Yeah, me too. I loved this season. I absolutely loved it. I loved Chosen, and he was so funny in it. 
Oh my god. I'm not done with the se- I love Chosen. I'm not done with the season yet. I'm I'm only I think I'm like three or four episodes in. I freaking love him. He is so awesome. Yes. Yeah, uh, they're they're all great, and you know, it's just the people coming back that we from that you know we get to see some more people from Karate Kid three in this season, and it's uh, yeah, it's it, it, it does such a good job of it, it's it's a fun story that gets you involved, but it also kind of makes fun of itself at the same time, and it's just oh god, it's done so well that show, I I. I, I just love it. And they and they do at the end, I won't tell you anything, but they do, you know, it's kind of set up for the next season. So that's uh Well, I was hoping so because I'm at the point now where I know I know Johnny's gonna be a dad again. And I and I I so okay. <laughs> I've always been of the school from the original Karate Kid. I freaking hate Danny. I hate Daniel. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. He's a villain. I don't care. He's always been a villain. I yeah. always it was just this little this little douchebag. A little weasel. Yes. And <laughs> I will tell you, my opinion of him has not changed at all. I think he's the most selfish little weasel ever. I hate him. But man, do I love Johnny so much more every season i just i yeah. just adore the crap out of him and to see him get his house ready for the baby not knowing if okay. it was even gonna be a thing oh my god he's he's just he's I, so great i agree i i i i'm 100 in the same and i agree and i love it because you know william zabka i think he likes to be called now not billy like in the 80s but um you know, he, before Cobra Kai and everything, he goes to, he would go to like the cons every year and, you know, he would barely ever have a line except from like people like me or you, you know, that remembered him and stuff. And then Cobra Kai comes and now he can charge over a hundred. I'm so happy for this guy because he can charge over a hundred dollars. He has a line all day. People just fucking tripping over each other to, to, uh, get meet him and get his autograph so i i just love it and before we jump in i forgot i i wanted to ask you have you watched or have you watched uh this season of american horror stories the anthology not yet i'm i have not i'm going to i feel like i keep running into shows that i have to watch and i just there's not enough time in the day but no that is that is on my list for sure is it awesome okay so some of the episodes, yes, I, I, because I was hoping you had just, and we'll talk in a future episode about it, because uh, I had the last two episodes, and especially this, the, the second to last episode. Um, I don't know, I, I don't know how I feel, because I, I, you know, I, even the stuff with American Horror Story, the, the actual series, even the, the stuff that's maybe not as great, I still have a tendency to like, but it was. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about those episodes. So, we'll, okay, we'll talk in a on, in a future episode about that because I'm I, I I really curious to hear your thoughts on uh, on the season and stuff. So, I will I will for sure watch soon. But I actually have one more question for you, and I feel like everybody who listens also wants to know at this point, and you're going to be judged pretty harshly for for this, depending on the answer. Is have you watched Ghostbusters Afterlife yet? I have not. I have not. I have not had the time. I, all right, I'm gonna. All right, I'm gonna watch it this weekend. I'll find it, even if I have to pay for it. I'm here. I'm get. I'm grabbing a pen. 
and I'm writing it on my hand. That way, it's I can just look down and remember because <laughs> I my memory is so bad. I'm writing it right now. On the you back. are, you are on my shit list right now. <laughs> All right. All right. So, do you got a uh, campy film this week? I do. For those looking for a laugh, it's time for the campy. All right. So, I am going to talk about Zombieland today. You've seen it, right? I love it. I love both of them. Love it. It's, yes. They're honestly, and it's one of those movies that the second one isn't diminished. Usually a sequel is quite a bit diminished, or at least somewhat diminished. And I don't find that one, I don't find Double Tap to be diminished at all. I love it. I thought it was great. Saw it in the theaters. Yep. So, but I'm going to talk about the first Zombieland, because it's our campy. So, um, it came out in 2009. It stars Woody Harrelson, Jesse Eisenberg, uh, Abigail Breslin, Emma Stone, and very, very briefly, in my opinion, maybe a little too briefly, but still pretty great, uh, Bill Murray as himself oh good the movie basically follows a, a young guy and it's jesse eisenberg uh, aka columbus as he's he's just trying to find his family it's uh the zombie apocalypse broke out he's just trying to find his family get home and be with them obviously that doesn't happen because they're dead or at least most likely they're dead um he runs into a pair of sisters who are also just doing what they got to do to survive. He's maybe taking a little bit more of a peaceful route and they're taking a, you know, a, a kick butt and take name kind of route. And, and they're pretty great. And that's, you got Wichita and Little Rock and they're awesome. They're probably my favorite part of the movie. Other than, you know what, that's a lie. Woody Harrelson's my favorite part of the movie. And then Bill Murray and then them. But I guess that really... <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, so long story short, he falls victim to some of their scheming and, you know, there's some stealing of some stuff and some some kind of funny violence that happens on top of the killing of the zombies. And then the three of them run into uh, Tallahassee, played by Woody Harrelson, who's just trying to live a simple life as a loner. He wants to be alone in a nice vehicle. And he wants a Twinkie. And he just that's all he wants. He wants nice vehicle in a in a in a Twinkie. And that's it. Well, his nice vehicle gets trashed and then stolen and then trashed and stolen again. And this guy just does not have good luck with his fancy vehicles, and that's fine. Um making a long story short, there's obviously some bumps in the road along the way, but eventually the four of them become a little family. They do. And and it's honestly, it's adorable. And seeing Woody Harrelson, you know, teaching her how to like, you know, shoot better. And it's really kind of cool seeing him almost take on like a dad role, despite wanting to be left alone. And yes, he does eventually get his Twinkies. <laughs> now, Bill Murray is in this, but he is killed accidentally. And it's because of one of the rules. You know, there are 11 rules and then there's an un unspoken rule. And it's so the rules are uh, do your cardio, double tap, 
don't be stingy with the bullets, shoot them again. Um, beware of bathrooms, your pants are down, you're vulnerable. Buckle up, travel late, don't be a hero. Absolutely do not be a hero. Um, limber up, know your way out, know your exits, people. Common sense, just like anything else. Uh, buddy system, don't go anywhere alone. Check the back seat. Now, I don't know about you, not even a zombie apocalypse. I, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's because the horror movie fan inside of me, but I check my back seat all of the time, zombie apocalypse aside. So get into that habit and stay in that habit in case there is one. And then you have enjoy the little things. Then there's an unspoken rule, and it's don't scare the survivors. So Bill Murray was dressed up like a zombie to kind of blend in and just kind of stay under the radar or whatever, and he got himself killed. It was short, sweet, and hysterical. Yes. So if you haven't seen it, oh, go watch it because it's it's just so funny. And then watch Double Tap after because, again, so funny. So good. Love this film. Love these films. They, um, oh, I remember the first one came out and like right after the first one, you kind of heard some rumors of maybe a sequel, but nothing came for a while. And, uh, and I was so glad when it did. And like you said, the, 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 the second one, it was, it didn't ruin it. It didn't, it wasn't like, oh, let's forget about, no, it just added to the lore of it. And, Oh, Bill Murray's just the, he's one always been one of my all time favorites going back to, uh, I look at, you know, Ghostbusters, um, which I still haven't seen the new one, but, um, <laughs> uh, he was always my favorite in, in Ghostbusters. He just, he, he's just so funny and just so good. And just, it's just class. That's just a, like classic Bill Murray dress up, like, like just trying to blend in with the zombies comes in. It's so good. Um, like Shay said, guys, you, it, do yourself a favor. It's just the cast top to bottom. They're just fantastic. They have great chemistry. Uh, they work so well together. Woody, it, it, like you said, it's tough to pick a favorite one because I love Woody and he just wants his Twinkie, you know, uh, and, and or Tallahassee. And uh, it's, but Emma Stone's great. They're all great. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> check it out. It's so much fun. <laughs> I agree. Uh, well, I have the uh, our feature this week. For those brave souls ready for a fright, it's time for the feature. And it is the 2014 Australian psych psychological horror film, The Babadook. And... I just love this film. It was written and directed by Jennifer Kent um, and stars Essie Davis, Noah Wiseman, uh, Daniel Henschel, and Haley McElhenney. Uh, Barbara West and Ben Whisperer make appearances as well. And it's based on Kent's 2005 short film, Monster, which follows a single mother who must confront her son's fear of a monster in their home so if you have seen it you can because i haven't seen the short but you can definitely see that it got its inspiration from that just by that brief uh synopsis of it and uh actually the film it was funny because this film like i didn't watch it for in, until a few years after it had come out and i had seen it and just not known much about it or anything like that but it was a fairly successful film it uh 
on a two million dollar budget, which is very cheap, and I know horror films are are cheaper, uh, but it did ten ten and a half million at the box office. So that's uh, you know almost five times as its budget, and uh, it's done even better with on you know VOD and DVD and whatever else you you know the the platforms. So um, yeah pretty successful 94 minutes so it goes by like that it's only you know only an hour and a half um a mother and her son amelia vanek and her son sam so the, her her husband died her husband oscar dies um it, as he's driving her to the hospital they get into a car accident and dies and like i said this is psychological horror and there are some jump scares and you have your monster and everything like that but it's more about the the psychological trauma that both the mother and son are kind of dealing with in the aftermath of her husband dying uh, on bringing her to the hospital while she's about to give birth to her child i mean i can only imagine as a as a person how that would really her up and and the kid you know even though he's too young to remember it just coming up without a father and stuff i i i, I just can't imagine it's it's just got to be awful so and that's what the film you know and like i said it, it revolves around the grief so basically sam sam wants his mother to read him a book, Mr. Babadook. And it's a pop-up book. Oh God, as a kid, I love pop-up books, by the way. I just gotta throw that out there, guys. They were my all my I had so many as a kid. It was one of those where I loved them and my mom didn't mind buying them because it was a book. So it was uh it was the best of both worlds. Um and and anyway, so she reads the book and then basically the Babadook manifests in the house and you can only, uh, and craziness ensues. Like I said, I don't want to give away too much because I, I know a lot of people haven't seen this one. It's not like a Ghostbusters or one that 90% of you out there have seen. So I don't want to give too much about the plot because I really want you to check this out because it's, it's so good. And I alluded to, I didn't see it right away um because i had passed it and uh, you know i didn't know much about it one of the cover arts it was uh i remember and I'm, I'm curious if you saw this uh it reminded me it was almost wendigo-ish on the cover art of one of them i you know okay so <laughs> thank you first of all because i cannot be the only person to say that <laughs> i'm really <laughs> glad you said it for a change because i thought it and i'm like you know what I'm going to let it slide this time because people are going to think I'm crazy and maybe a little obsessed. So I'm actually super happy that you said this time. Yes, I agree 100%. The cover makes it look like a, like a child's image of a Wendigo. It really does. It's Yeah, so thank you for saying that. And yes, I agree. And thank you for agreeing because I didn't know if I was crazy and thinking that or if I was just trying to, you know, it's my brain trying to make a connection or something. Okay. And I do think I've seen on a list that it, one or a couple lists, they actually consider it a Wendigo movie, even, you know, take that for what it is. You know what I mean? And so I, I am in no way an expert at Wendigos like Shay is. I mean, I love them, but I'm not an expert. So, okay. I'm glad, I'm glad we're in agreement there. So. I would like to I would like to point one thing out though, and this is this is for the people that are listening. I don't know if you 
have uh, noticed that twice now, um, for absolutely no reason, unprompted, we do not deserve this, that Tom keeps putting a little salt in the I haven't watched Afterlife wound yet. <laughs> and he's been mentioning Ghostbusters, but it's fine. It's fine. We, we will we will move on. <laughs> it will definitely be watched by by the next time we record. I I, I promise. Oh boy, it's on my hand. So, <laughs> all right, cool. So, um, yeah. So I had passed it, not really watched it, and then. I remember when I finally, I, I had read about it, kept reading, it would be like, you know, I, I love lists, and it would be lists of like, you know, the top 10 horror movies of the 2010s, or even the 2000s, and Babadook kept popping up in these lists, and I'm like, you know, it just looks like, to me, it always looked like just one of those, those so bad it might be good type of movies, which I really like, but it's like, I get around to those. I'm not like seeking them out or anything. It's just other stuff I'll watch. And then, you know, I maybe do a day of bad movies or whatever it is. And, uh, but it just kept popping up. So I, so finally I put it on. And in the first couple of minutes, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. Cause it, like I said, it's lower budget had, we, the sound was kind of weird. It's especially the child. It seemed like he was, it, yelling all his lines and i don't know if it was sound issues i don't i don't know if it's choice or something but i stuck with it and i implore all of you to stick with it because guys it gets so good you, you got either you get used to it or the sound gets better i'm not even sure but uh you get used to it and you become completely engrossed in this film and like i said it's only it's only an hour and 34 minutes it, but it is so good i kick myself knowing that it had been out for so many years without me ever checking it out and being such a such a horror fan and it's just it's just great guys and it's not you like i said you'll get your jump scares you'll get your monster and stuff like that but it's more about that um that psychological uh, the fears and just that the trauma of it and for me it's like it, I felt it. I, you know, it, it's like it was at points almost oppressive that that just despair and stuff. So it's it's just so good. And like I said, this the Babadook. It you know she reads the book and then it kind of manifests in a in a physical form. But for me, it, I feel like the Babadook is basically it is the physicalized form or the physical manifestation of the mother's trauma from what happened. What, you know, like, like I said, husband dying on the way to the hospital, how I, 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 I while she's giving birth to their child, I, I just can't um, imagine it. And, you know, you'll see through the movie that she doesn't even want people saying the husband's name and she's living in denial. So, I could be wrong on that, but that's how I feel. I feel like it is like some sort of physical manifestation of her trauma and despair. Um, so, guys, like I said, check this out. It is so much fun. Or, well, and not, I guess, fun wouldn't be. It's fun for me because I'm horror nut and a movie nut and stuff, but it, it is so good. Uh, you will not be disappointed. Stick with it. it I, like I said, if the first five minutes you're like, oh, this is too loud or whatever, or it looks, just stick with it. You'll settle in. It'll be really, really, you'll be really, really happy. So uh, 
Thoughts? So it's funny. I actually, uh, I watched this with my boys one day while Eric was at work and we, we sat down and, and popped up. I think it was Netflix. It was a couple of years back now. Um, just with the intention of watching a crappy horror movie, because who doesn't love a crappy horror movie? I love a crappy horror movie. And we're flipping through and we see Babadook? What is, okay. And we read the description. And we're like, oh, okay, this is gonna be this is gonna be like that great kind of bad. Yeah. And we pop it on and and initially like we kinda start like we pick fun at certain things in the movies and we were just we were quiet. It like it took a couple minutes. Yeah, the kid was a uh, not the kid, but the the noise and everything was like really annoying in the beginning for the first like you said five or ten minutes, but then it it blew my it blew our minds because it was it was not a bad movie in any way. It wasn't. It was barely campy. It was it was great. Yeah, yeah. I I a hundred I a hundred percent agree. It 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 was one of those that. Again, I kicked myself for just not watching that for for so many years. Oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And then when I finally do, I'm like, God, this is better than fucking ninety percent of what's come out in the last ten years. It really is. Yep, absolutely. All right. So why don't we, unless you have an objection, rate this out of Wendigos? I will never have an objection to that. Yeah um so do you want me to rate first or do you want to rate first i forget uh you could go first okay wendigos let's see i i feel like it's gonna it's gonna score a little higher i think than it would have had i not gone into it thinking it was going to be a really bad movie and i i'm gonna i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it seven and a half wendigos because it was it was, and I know that sounds low. And again, we say this every every episode. Seven's a seven and a half is a great score. I mean, it's just there's so many awesome horror movies, but it's yeah, it, it's it's great. Seven and a half. We are on the same wavelength because I was going right at seven and a half on this one, and and we're usually pretty close to each other, but not like right on. But yeah, I was thinking same thing yeah and, and people might think that's low but it's really not it's it's high and for me yeah. personally there's not like tens and impossible like i mean it, for for me when i'm rating there's no movie is perfect so mm -hmm. seven seven point five. i mean that's that's a that's a solid b basically on my scoring because nothing will ever get a 10 so um yeah no I agree. Seven and a half Wendigos from myself as well. Awesome. Yep. No, def definitely, definitely deserves it. So that's great. All right. Well, you have a, a children's movie to recommend. For the <coughs> little ones, it's time for the kids' scare. I I do, and it's funny because I was thinking as I was. As I was painfully rewatching this, now I'm just kidding. I'm, I never painfully rewatch any movie I like. Um, as I was rewatching this, I, I was sitting there thinking, and I know it's funny, and I know we, we don't probably have like tons of listeners yet, but if anybody, even one person, is taking our suggestion because their kid wants to 
maybe dip their toe in the horror pool. It's I, I feel like Romo is helping another generation of kids yes. to ensure that this this genre that we we both love so much is not going anywhere. Like it's gonna stick around and it's gonna always be, you know, that thing that some people are like, oh, why do you watch that? But when for those of us that love it, it's oh yeah, I can't wait to watch that. It's you know, it, and I love that where we added this in and I didn't know how much I was gonna love this segment. So, all right, with that being said, I'm gonna talk about uh, 2012's Paranorman. And it shocks me how few people actually know about this movie. It's a great movie. Uh, it's a stop motion movie. So it's along the lines of like Coraline and uh, Corpse Bride and Nightmare Before Christmas, like those movies in that same fashion. And I love that because there's, there's just countless hours of blood, sweat and tears that go into every, every single tiny little movement and it's i've always been i've always had nothing but the highest admiration for for that type of film i agree it's it, it's the amount of work that goes into those is just fun just crazy yeah so paranorman follows a little boy who can see ghosts he can see them and communicate with them and in his household is his dad is maybe not as supportive as he could be about the whole thing he doesn't want to believe it and it's not out of hate and it's not because he's trying to be mean it's because he's scared he's worried about his little boy and he doesn't you know he doesn't know that he's actually seeing things he thinks that there might be something wrong and he wants him to be okay and his mom kind of tries to defuse the whole situation. He gets made fun of at school. His sister kind of treats him like garbage. But uh, in his school, they learn about this, what is thought to be a pretend curse that comes about every year. And um, he comes to find out eventually that his uncle on his, on his mother's side uh, was always kind of responsible for putting the curse off until the next year. So he just, he'd put the curse to bed and it'll come back the next year and he would do it again and again and again and again, but he dies. So now it's Norman's job. And that's when he finds out that this, this curse that they all thought was fantasy is actually real. And he kind of has to bring the whole town together and you know, the, the dead rise, but no one can understand them, so they do the angry mob pitchfork thing, and they try to kill, you know, the 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 dead that is risen. But it's because they can't hear him, hear them. But Norman can. So, it's awesome because the curse kind of dates back and started like in the witch trials, and a little girl, very similar to Norman, it seems, uh, was accused of being a witch, and she was taken away from her mom, and she was killed. And yeah. I know how bleak that makes this movie sound, but it's really not that bleak. I mean, that situation is, but it's super watchable. And I feel like a, a really young kid isn't going to fully understand that. So it's not going to like really mess with their heads. Um, but he, he helps her and he helps her move on and he kills the curse forever. And it just goes away. There's no more curse. And Norman is now accepted by you know, everybody, his dad, his friends, his sister and everything. And his grandmother who passed away before the movie started is always in the house. And his dad would get really mad because he always talked to him and always, you know, told him things like, you know, grandma says, turn the heat up and grandma says this and you get really annoyed. But then the dad sits down on the couch at the end of the movie 
and you know asked Rowan what he's watching and Norman's watching a horror movie and the dad rolls his eyes a little but a little less than he used to and and then he asked Norman if his grand you know if his grandmother's there and Norman says yes and then he asks if she's next to him and Norman says yes and he turns around and he says hi mom and it's just like the sweetest thing ever because like he can't see her but like that really shows you know he has trust in his son and he he's trying to be a bigger part of it and, I, and it's a great movie because it's got a great moral and it's just don't don't be a jerk don't judge people when you don't know and i i would say you know it's i would say like five or six and up can probably watch this obviously use your discretion to your children but i i, I don't see any issue with younger kids watching it because the scarier stuff they're not going to fully understand and yeah it's cute and it's funny I agree 100%. It's fun. It's um, It's got stuff, you know, it's for the kids, but it's also got stuff for adults. Like you said, kids, uh, some of the stuff's going to go right over the kids' heads, but it's, uh, or whatever, for whatever reason, but it, it is just a really, really fun movie. And I am, what you had said at the top there about how you love that we're introduced. That's what I love about this too. And we didn't really talk of, we, we didn't talk off camera about it or whatever, but um. Yeah, I love that it's this is a way to get the next generation into horror. I just I I, I don't have kids of my own, so this it's uh yeah, I love it. And a great a great little family film. Definitely check it out. Absolutely. All right. Uh do we have anything else for them today? Nope. I think that's uh I think that's about it. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. Make sure to meet us at the snack bar next week when Pet Cemetery will be on the big screen. So until then, sweet dreams. Thanks, Bye. guys. As always, thank you for listening. Feel free to reach out to your hosts by email at scareyourpantsoff9 at gmail.com or find us on Facebook. Be sure to like, subscribe, and turn on notifications wherever you get your podcasts. If we haven't scared you away yet, you're our kind of people. So check under your bed and keep your feet under the covers and those closet doors shut. <laughs> Until next week.